Well, hello everyone, welcome. Welcome to Quantum Nurse podcast. And today I am very excited to bring to you um, one of my new colleagues and we met at the Advanced Medicine Conference and I believe he is also part of the International Association for Disease-Free World. So that's one thing that we have in common. And so I thank you and for, but before I introduce him, Please, um, for those of you who've been following me, thank you so much and continue to share all the podcasts, especially for those who are struggling with their health, who are fearful, who have some concerns in this current times, particularly. So, but welcome Ray Gebauer. So my guest is Ray Gebauer and he is an author of 12 books, including How to Cure and Prevent Any Disease and 40 Ways to Kill Stress Before It Kills You. And he is a professor at Kingdom Life University, a minister, international speaker, and a PhD candidate, and a holistic doctor, non-licensed, and a specialist in kinesiology, acupuncture, nutrition, stress reduction, energy medicine, and energy psychology and uh, coaching and on and on. And he's also a researcher. And he's um, the, my first impression when I met him is he's a friendly person, compassionate and dedicated for health and wellness to be able to help many people. So there's Ray Gebauer. Ray, thank you for being here with me. You can unmute, Ray. Okay, I'll say that. Yeah, thank you so much, Grace. I'm really happy to be here and, and excited to share some ideas that hopefully are life enriching and life changing. So anyway, um, the title of this podcast, and when, we, when I ask Ray, is that it will be the secret to minimizing stress and fear and maximizing being happy using the four dimensions of diamond love. And if you see us mute every now and then, we're just trying to do our best because uh, Ray is off town or out of town. So sometimes the internet is not as good. So when I'm talking, Ray will mute. And then when he's talking, I will mute. All right, so thank you so much. Now, my, my first question, Ray, is can you clarify what this means when you said you are a holistic health doctor? Then you put in the parenthesis, non-license. What does that mean? Well, a holistic doctor is, well, yeah, I, I like to go back to the original meaning of words. Because sometimes it's buried treasure in what the words originally meant. Uh, I had two years of Latin, a couple of years of Greek, studied some Hebrew. So I like language. And doctor is not disputed. Doctor means teacher. And so a real doctor is someone who is a teacher, not necessarily a practitioner. So uh, I'm the equivalent of a naturopathic doctor. Uh, I'm not licensed. I don't want to be licensed. I don't need license or permission from anybody because I already have permission from God to help people as much as I can. So, so that's my short answer. <laughs> well, I respect you for that. I remember um, maybe 20 years ago or more. And the very first time when I went home to the Philippines, I always went, because when I go home, I usually have some public speaking engagement, small and big groups. So then I will always tell them that um, there you have a number of doctors. You have doctor food, that means doctor good food, doctor exercise, doctor rest, and doctor mindset. So I call everything, all the different angles of being healthy as the doctor and it really works and they by the people i'm talking with they understand it better that there are so many aspects of our day-to-day -day life that must be attended to and they are equivalent to having many doctors or 
people or health practitioners like us. So um, what is really the, or before I would, I ask you about what is the secret to minimizing stress, tell me more about on how you ended up doing what you're doing right now. Uh, good question. Um, I, I was born uh, almost 70 years ago in a very stressful situation. My father had died three months before I was born. And so I was impacted by that stress. I, I was really weak. Um, I was highly allergic to, to milk. And uh, when I was like two weeks old, uh, uh, I turned blue and uh, almost died. My grandmother got me to the hospital because I had an allergic reaction to milk. Then I had severe allergies for, um, um, you know, over 20 years. Um, I was on medication for 14 years, twice a day, and didn't seem to help that much. But, you know, who am I, you know, to question anything? You know, I just, you trust the doctors. You know, they're like God, right? <laughs> so, but so in 1972, you know, I was my second year at Bible college. And uh, I met a, another doctor who has been a minister in, uh, in Africa. We became friends. He's a chiropractor. And one day I said, Hey, do you have any ideas what I could do for these allergies? That are just, they're killing me. I hate this medication. But I'm still really, you know, blowing my nose all the time and sneezing and just miserable. And I said, Well, yeah, sure. Why don't you just try this? And that should help. And um, so I did. And within 24 hours, I was like 90%, 95% better. I remember walking to the bathroom, throwing my pills into the trash next to the toilet and never took a medication again in my life since 1972. And that was my epiphany, that my opening to realize there was another world out there besides what the medical doctors are telling me. They're doing the best they can, but they've been sort of you know, trained and brainwashed, you know, and they can save your life sometimes, but you know, at the same time, thousands of people die every day from taking medications as prescribed. So you know, they don't have all the answers and sometimes they're not so helpful. Uh, because their training is really limited. And so you need to go outside the box of the medical field. Sometimes you need to go there for like last resort. But So that was my, my uh, entrance into the holistic health. And, and the next big quantum leap was in 1978 when I discovered kinesiology and became an instructor and went, took many, many courses from lots of different doctors and applied and specialized kinesiology. And that opened up a whole new world. Then I discovered energy psychology and energy work and quantum physics. And, and the fact was I was in high school, I was physics student of the year. So I've always liked mathematics and physics and uh, always way too much analytical. You know, I, I you know, finally realized, you know, people are more important than numbers and and science, <laughs> but, but that, that's how I got started. <laughs> I have to remember to unmute. <laughs> anyway, I, I'm, I'm also, I uh, have so much respect for, you know, uh, like the kinesiology or any energy medicine um, practice, because I believe that we're just more than physical body. We're more than emotional body. We're everything, and all everything that we manifest boils down to one word: energy, energy medicine. And so, and how was that for your family? Did you get good support from your family? You have to unmute. Oh, I thought he, uh, not so much. My biggest support uh, was my mother. Uh, I got her to take the classes of kinesiology. She went to a couple conferences and made a big difference for her. Uh, my my four siblings, you know, they were never that convinced. You know, sometimes it's hard to get through to the people you care about the most. You know, um, but um, and you know, my wife doesn't have a problem with it. And, but you know, some people it's it's hard to uh, change their thinking. You know, you got to renew your mind and let go of old beliefs and you know upgrade your thinking. <laughs> but I see you've never given up. So and that's one thing good. Now and uh, 
So let's go to the main topic of minimizing stress and fear. What does that mean for you? Well, I figured out and concluded, uh, I know maybe 15 years ago, that there's only one cause of all health problems and a single cause for all diseases and death. And there's a single cure. And all has to do with stress. Now, stress itself is not bad. Actually, stress is actually really good for us. We need a certain amount of stress. The problem is stress overload. Just like salt is not bad. If you get no salt, you get weak and you die. Because you have to have a certain amount of salt. You get too much, it's going to throw things out of balance. So is stress overload, that's the real problem. And I, and I distinguished or, or, or identified five different kinds of stress, all of which can be damaging if it's stress overload. So you have to look at all five. You know, the most obvious, I suppose, is psychological stress. And for many people, that's the, the main factor. Uh, it can be most damaging. Um, like, for example, people who are optimistic. You know, they live on the average 10 years longer you know, because they have less psychological stress. <laughs> uh, but it's stress overload. Uh, but does you also have physical stress? Like if you're in a car accident or you fall down the stairs, you, you break bone, you know, that's physical stress. You have electromagnetic stress, like from cell phones and cell towers, 5G, and, and that is becoming more and more damaging and it's a major factor. You have chemical stress from our environment, pesticides, you know, pollution in the water and the air, you know, chemicals all around us. And that interferes with our immune system and that pulls us down. And, and sometimes that's the main factor in getting cancer. A lot of these diseases is the overload of, of stress in the, in the chemical toxicity arena. And the fifth kind of stress that's also can be deadly is what I call, I called deficiency-based stress. So stress, when you're missing something that you really need, like if you don't get enough oxygen, you know, that's, that's real stressful. If you don't get enough sunshine, don't get enough sleep, don't get enough vitamin C. If you don't get enough food, not enough protein. Yeah. You know, so uh, you don't get enough social connectivity. If you don't have a purpose in life, if you're missing something that's essential, that's stressful on the body. And so all you got to do is you got to identify those five areas of stress and address them to the point where the, the stress starts coming down because only it's only stress overload that's the problem. It's okay to have stress, you need stress, but it's too much stress and the combination of those five kinds of stress that is really our, that leads to breakdown and disease. So, but, but today I'm gonna be talking primarily about the psychological stress because, you know, that's especially the, this society we're living, um, the society and the government is pushing us into more psychological stress. You're putting a mask on your face that causes anxiety right there. The uncertainty, the, the fear about some virus that might kill you or hurt you. And so they've really magnified way out of proportion and pretty much artificially, you know, the stress we're under and, uh, too much stress is deadly. In fact, one interesting psychological study examined the health impact of all different kinds of stress. Stress from your marriage, stress from your job, from not making enough money, from health problems. And they discovered, well, the number two stress that had the, the greatest health impact was the stress from not liking your job, which increased your risk of a heart attack by 500%. <laughs> but the number one stress you want to guess what that is? I don't know if I told you before. Or not. Uh, the number one stress that actually increased your risk of a fatal heart attack by 13 times was the psychological stress of not having enough money. That was far greater damaging than any other kind of stress. Now, stress from a bad marriage or trauma, abuse, all that adds up and all that needs to be addressed. And so... So that's really the biggest problem we all have is stress overload from those five sources, you know, physical stress, psychological stress, chemical stress, electromagnetic stress, and deficiency-based stress. You know, it's good you mentioned about the number one thing, it's about money, because 
that's the first thing really that came into my mind when the businesses were locked, right? When the businesses were locked, I said, oh, the more people will be sick from worrying about where to find a living or if they have enough income or things like that. And of course now um, with related to the work and if they are being forced to accept you know, the gene therapy that uh, is questionable, then that also becomes stress because now people will worry, shall, would they lose their job or not? However, you, as you just said, that one stress is also not liking your job. So this could be another an, a, a good way to really reassess whether you like your job, is it really worth it? you know, for to sacrifice something for your whole life, your health and your future for, for that job. So I'm glad you mentioned that stress. And how about, um, and how about, so that's generally for the adults. How about the children? Can you speak a little bit of that? Make sure you unmute. Yeah, good point. Well, we're all human, so we all need the same things, essentially. We all need oxygen, food, and water. We're all impacted by stress. And children generally are more vulnerable. They have less experience. Uh, some cases are less uh, uh, resilient. And so they probably need extra protection. Uh, they're, especially the first seven years, that's when, you know, basically they're programmed and a lot of that programming becomes permanent. So yeah, we should feel special concern about our children um, because they're, they have less power than us and, and they don't know who to believe. Even most adults end up trusting the wrong people, the so-called experts. So um, yeah, we gotta, you can't neglect your children. We have to do the best to protect them, to educate them, enlighten them. And teach them you can't just believe something because you've heard it or read it somewhere. And, you know, and be there for them. Uh, continue to tell them you believe in them and you love them. And that, that things may get worse, but they're going to get better. And we'll get through this. And we'll grow stronger because of, of it. What doesn't kill you can make you stronger. You know, believe in God. Believe in yourself. And you know, so we need to be aware that they need special attention. You did mention in your email about um, having that single cause of uh, and, and single cause and cure for any disease. Can you expand on that? Yeah, it's like what I said, the cause and cure for all disease is directly related to, not just related to, but it is stress overload. It's the combination of those five different kinds of stress. For some people, it might be chemical stress. For some people, it could be you know, psychological or deficiency-based stress. But it's the cumulative effect of all that stress. So the cure for all disease is you got to lower the threshold of those different five kinds of stresses so the body can handle stuff. If you overload the body, yeah, I mean, you might be able to carry 100 pounds, but if someone puts 1,000 pounds on, on you, you're not going to go far. You, you may last one second even. <laughs> and so the key looking at from a negative approach is you got to reduce the stress. You know, you know, our goal needs to be not just reduce the stress. That's just sort of the mechanism. Our goal is to love God and love each other and to be happy and serve and help. And all those are, are aspects of, of handling stress and counteracting it. Uh, but uh, in one in one sense, the real cause, the only cause and the only cure for disease prevent or reverse is you got to reduce the stress far enough. How about in your life? What was the worst stress that you've ever had? Oops. I've had my fair share. You know, a lot of people feel like we've had more than our fair share. Um, yeah, so many things. Uh, most of it, I feel, doesn't affect me anymore because you know, it doesn't kill you. Can make you stronger if you keep believing. 
But by far my biggest stress that still really touches me, just is disturbing, was um, about 11 years ago, my, my, my wife died of, well, supposedly cancer. It was really uh, the chemotherapy and radiation. That's the, really the main cause of death when people have cancer. But losing her, which I felt was totally unnecessary, was the biggest um, disaster, trauma, stress in my life. Um, by far, and I've, I've had some other really bad things happen too, you know. <laughs> yeah, so but that's the number one. It's interesting that you know your wife got sick of uh, cancer, so wasn't she also? Did, did she have the same lifestyle as yours? Well, uh, not entirely. I mean, she was very happy, optimistic, and cheerful, but over-optimistic, and minimized some of the risk factors. Like, I couldn't get her to stop smoking. And we said, well, I'm just smoking a little bit. And, um, and she wanted to take enough of the right supplements. She said, well, I, this is enough. Or, you know, at that time, um, you know, it, it's a, it, we had some financial constraints. Um, but it's just... You know, the stress overload was just too much, even though she was doing enough of the right things. And, and since then, I've learned some new things, especially about how to uh, reactivate your own stem cells that probably could have saved your life. You know, so it was such a shock and disappointment. And a similar thing happened to my little sister. You know, she got breast cancer too and died. And she was actually recovering, doing all the right things. And, seeing a good naturopath doctor and then they said well be on the safe side you ought to do a, a chemotherapy and radiation and, and that was what just put her downhill this slippery slope uh, just makes me so upset um i tell people i have three main feelings um, i'm mad i'm glad i'm glad i'm mad sad and glad i'm mad because so many people are are dying unnecessarily and of course i'm sad probably should have said that first i'm sad because even a lot of family members and, and, and friends have died prematurely because they were too careless. When you become, when you're too uh, care, uh, casual, you become a casualty. So I'm sad about that. I'm mad about it because a lot of people, they're, they're, they're trusting the wrong people. But I'm glad that there are solutions and there is a way to help the body to recover and turn around even diseases considered to be terminal, even like cancer. If you do enough of the right things soon enough, reduce the stress overload in those five categories, you know, the body really can uh, do a comeback and recover. So for, for the treatment again, that you offer for people or the interventions, what does it mean about this, uh, the four dimensions of diamond love? Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you asked me that. Um, this is an insight that I got, uh, I don't know what, 14 years ago, that has been, was really helpful, helpful for me. I was going through a time of severe stress and isolation, and I, I, I'd gone from having made $10 million and being at um, the top of the heap to, to the bottom, lost everything. And, and so I was going through a lot of stress and, and I had a lot of time to think and, you know, think through what scripture means and talk with God. And, and I came up with this model of, of the four dimensions of love. And uh, you know, I came to realize thinking about what love is, is that in general, people have such a shallow, vague idea what love is. I mean, when one sentence will talk about you know, they love pizza or they love their, their car, they love their dog, they love their God, God they love their wife, they, they love their job, or, you know, they love ice cream. So what does love mean? In our culture, it's been degraded down to basically mean I like something or something makes me happy. And that is a very dysfunctional, superficial definition of love. Love is much bigger than that. But if you're operating with a culturally redefined idea of love, it's going to be much more difficult to be a loving person and to manage life because love really is the key. But 
if you don't know how to use the key, what the key really is, it's not going to do much good. You know, there's a verse in the Bible, 1 John 4, 9, 19, I think it is, uh, where it says uh, uh, perfect love or complete love casts out fear. But I've realized that verse doesn't mean anything for the average person because what is complete love? What does it mean to have complete? In the Greek, it's teleos, like telescope, you, know, you see the end. Um, so I came up with this model that really uh, sort of like paints the, the whole big picture. And it's analogous to how gemologists evaluate gemstone, gemstones, like diamonds. So how do you determine what a diamond is worth? You know, just look at it. Well, I, I think this was worth $10,000. I mean, they have four criteria. They're called the four C's of love it, or four C's of the value. So you have the, the, you know, the clarity of the diamond. You have the color as a factor. You have the cut. And then you have the carrot, the four C's. And I realized one day that corresponds to what I think are the four dimensions or distinctions of what love is corresponding to the to the color of the diamond would be be caring that's probably the most obvious one if you love you're going to care if you don't really care you're not loving <laughs> so that's like the color of love is caring uh, and it also corresponds to the great commandment love god follow your heart soul strength and mind so those four also correlate but the second dimension is connecting so you got to care, you got to connect. Connecting is like the, the clarity of the diamond. Like on the cell phone, if you have a good connection, you, know, you have clarity, you know, you could have like a soul-to-soul -soul connection. You, you want to have clarity. So that's the second dimension of mature love, complete love is, is connectivity, you know, connecting with another person. You got to care, you got to connect. And the third is commitment. Which corresponds to the cut of the diamond because they cut the diamond at the right angle to maximize the reflection of the light coming straight up so it increases the brilliance so to have a more brilliant diamond you have to have the right cut but you have to cut away some of the diamond to get that angle and so commitment is cutting away everything else so if you're going to marry one person you cut off everybody else if you make a commitment or promise you're cutting off the other options so that corresponds to the cut of the diamond is commitment so if you love somebody if you love god or you love your wife or you love your children that means you're committed to what's best for them if you're going to be a practitioner or a doctor you know you've got it you're committed to what's best for the people if you're not really committed to the people What's best for them then and you're supposedly a doctor you're a fake doctor if you're not teaching if you don't care and you don't connect and you're not committed to a space for them you're a fraud in my opinion no matter how many degrees you have <laughs> uh, that was a little tangent there but the fourth uh dimension of love uh for me in my model corresponding to the carrot of the diamond which is like the weight you know how much does it weigh the, the well the weight of love where the rubber hits the road the real weight is creating creating value so if you're not creating value it's very incomplete love you, you got to have all four like four four fingers or four legs on a table or on a chair or four wheels on a car you need to have a fully functional car you need four functional wheels right four functional legs on a table which is caring connecting committing and creating value and when you are aware of those distinctions those four dimensions then you can more consciously and deliberately make sure say on a scale from zero to ten that you're getting close to eight nine or ten on each of those four categories you can actually measure your love in those four distinctions and then you, then you take those four distinctions and then with that understanding then you can apply them as the antidote to stress but let me just pause there for any comments or questions <laughs> i think i was thinking maybe um you could as I was listening to you with all the four C's, first, it is a really good metaphor and it's a good way to understand something. I like metaphors as well. Then at the end, I was even, you know, I wanted to know how do you create value? But the other one is my follow-up question after the how to create the value. Maybe for our audience, how about, are you able to, give us like 
a scenario where a day's life with with someone or but even by yourself if you care for yourself that's also a love for yourself right you could apply that diamond to yourself so how how does like a daily life reflect on having that diamond love yeah good question good question well let's talk about creating value uh, even though creating value is a separate distinction um when you do the other three of caring, connecting, and committing, you're creating value already. Uh, another good analogy along the diamond uh, metaphor is, is the baseball game. You have a baseball diamond. So to score, you got to first get a first base, okay? But, but you don't get any points for first or second base. You got to go around all four bases. So to score, you need all four which corresponds to the four C's. So first base is like, you gotta be caring. Then you have to connect with people. Caring by self isn't that much good. You have to connect. Then you've got to commit to what's best for them. And to get to home plate, that's where you create value. So that's like the whole go around all the bases. So, but just the first three on their own, inherently create value. When you connect with somebody, when you smile, when you say, hey, thank you, or how are you doing? Or tell me more about that. Oh, really? Uh, how did that happen? How did you feel? Connecting, talking, conversation, uh, connecting uh, creates value. But we also want to make sure we're creating value on a physical level as well. And the best single word for that would be help. How are you how can you be of help? How can you serve? If you love people, you're going to do whatever you can to help. You say, well, I really love this person, but I'm not going to do anything to help. Well, that's, that's like fake love. It's like the Bible says, faith without works is dead. It's fake faith. If, if you have real faith, you're going to have good works. You're going to be doing good. If you have real love, you're going to be doing good. Same thing with faith. So we, we and we're, but we're more likely to function more efficiently in these four dimensions if we're aware of them and we can sort of evaluate ourselves. So how am I doing in, in these four departments, four uh, dimensions? You know, how am I doing with my caring, my connecting, my committing and creating value? And you might be a really good connector, but you're not doing much for creating value. You might be really good at creating value, but you're not really connecting with people. You're just you know, doing good things. And, but so it's a maximum impact and the maximum reduction of stress and anxiety and depression and all these things that are pulling us down, you really want to pay attention to all four of those elements of love, the caring, connecting, committing, and creating value. So as you go through the day, I go through my day, you know, stuff happens, we have challenges, things don't go right. And when stuff happens, what does it mean? It doesn't mean anything except whatever that, uh, meaning we put to it. But often we take, you know, we have a negative interpretation or we're stressed, we have anxiety. So, so one the, the secret to, to countering that, neutralizing that, is you got to go back to who you really are and be that. Isn't it enough? You, knowing the answers, knowing the information is the booby prize. Okay, so you know the answer, so what? What does it do? It's living it. But, be, but in order to fully live it, you have to understand it and be able to measure it. So and say something happens and you're upset about it, say, okay, well, how in situation, how can I be maintain being a caring person? And how, what can I do to be more connected to my true self or connected to this person? Maybe someone has offended you or let you down. Uh, make sure you're connected with God. Uh, how about my commitment? What is my commitment? Is my commitment just convenience and comfort? Is my commitment doing the best I can and helping and serving people the best I can? And so you, you check in, well, how am I doing on the commitment dimension? And then how can I create value in the situation? Maybe this is a setback, this isn't right, it's unfair, someone betrayed you or you lost something. Um, so, so what can you do in that situation to create value, both internally, maybe say, well, I'm just going to choose to believe and be optimistic and have faith that all things can work together for good. Um, and what can I do on an 
tangible physical level to create value for people so that's how you would apply the four c's and four dimensions of love in every situation helps get you back on track in alignment with who you really are as a person of love the way god created us to be that sounds very good so when someone um wants to work with you how what's your process Well, I call myself a, uh, a health CPA. <laughs> uh, the CPA is my new acronym. I just came up with this a few days ago, but I've been living this for a long time, but I just, I, I wanted to have a new acronym for myself and, and for others. Uh, the CPA stands for, um, so it's health CPA. The C stands for um, connecting. So of the four C's of love, I, I'm going to focus on that. So if I'm going to help somebody and make a difference, I got to first make sure I'm connecting to them. Then, so I'm a connector, I'm a problem solver, that's the P, and then I'm an advisor. I don't tell them what to do, I give them options, alternatives. And I think we all should embrace that as a role or title. That's what, if we're into health, how do we help people? How do we love people? Well, be a health CPA. You know, you'll be there, all four C's really, the caring, connecting, committing, creating value. Uh, be a problem solver so so what you so what i do specifically to answer your question you know i ask questions so what what's your biggest concern what's your biggest problem how long have you had that you know what have you tried what's worked you know, are you are you ready to do something different you want to try something else how important is is your health on a scale from zero to ten so you got so rather than coming from assumptions we can cross the line of arrogance like well you already know the answers you got to ask them and get what their perspective is so you ask you listen and then you're there to solve their problems you're there to help people and create value and put into into action those four c's or four dimensions of love of caring connecting committing and creating value does that answer your question yeah so so would you advise um each person to have someone like what you do and i guess my follow-up question with that is do you have someone for yourself as well yeah i go through periods of time where i think i'm okay on my own then i come back to the realization everybody needs a coach <laughs> yeah, if, you, if you think you don't need a coach then then uh, uh you need therapy you're a little too arrogant and so yeah i have a number of people that uh that are been very helpful for me and have facilitated breakthroughs and, and i stay connected even if i don't don't have like a big problem i'm struggling with or if i do then i have certain people i'll call and so i think I mean, I've spent, I mean, I, I grew up, I didn't tell you this part, I grew up, you know, very insecure. I used to stutter. I couldn't talk to people. I didn't know how to have friends. I didn't understand feelings. I was super analytical, you know, um, and I'm very insecure. And I went from zero to hero because I invested in the greatest investment in the world, which is investing in myself by getting personal development. Over the years, I spent well over $100,000 in personal development. And it took me from like below zero <laughs> to, to really having an impact in the world. In fact, my big dream now is to, to educate and impact 100 million people on this planet before I die, or maybe even continuing after I die. Someday, maybe in I'm 70 now. I, I, I plan to live at least another 70 years. But 100 million people with this model of the four dimensions of love, because I think it really opens up your life. It, it helps you be more alive and handle life and to handle stress and reduce your anxiety. You know, the Bible says God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power and love and a sound mind. But fear is is basically that's the real pandemic has taken over the world and fear makes you smaller. It paralyzes you, weakens you, and you're going to die sooner and, and more likely to get cancer or, disease or heart disease. And so I think the best counterattack or best offensive against being immersed in this sea, the sewer of fear and anxiety 
is is harnessing the power of the four dimensions of love. And so my goal is to eventually somehow through books and, and videos to help at least a hundred million, maybe a billion people in the world understand and embrace and live the, the, the dynamics and principles of diamond love. Well, thanks for sharing that, that story about your, um, you know, time when you were stuttering, uh, because it may be just because you have so much in your mind, you have so much to share. And so everything is so fast. That's what some, someone told me like that, that, you know, that's why he did that person whom I know was stuttering because there was just so much he wanted to speak so fast. And well, but, that, but, but, but not for me, you know, this well, was like, it was because I had too much anxiety and fear what people were going to think of me. I was fear of judgment and rejection. So it was just, I was just overload of, Stress overload, the trauma, unresolved trauma and fear, anxiety. And I was like stuck in prison, a prison of fear and trauma. And people, some people are stuck like for life sentence in their prison of, of fear and trauma. It never gets resolved. And usually it's impossible to figure all that out yourself. You've got to get help. You know, therapy or counseling or personal development, I think, is more helpful than the standard psychology. Um, uh, yeah, you know, personal development, coaching, hire a coach. Everybody needs a coach, you know, because well, you're worth it. Well, I'm glad you got that over with and you're doing perf beautifully. Is that how also you came out with that TV? He says, is it that you, that was your TV, right? The Hero TV or something? Can you speak on that? Uh, yeah, take it off mute. <laughs> yeah, that's a, a Facebook group that, you know, I, I was actually for a while, I was doing a daily health tip video, like a three minute video and a weekly call. And, and some stuff came up and I got off track and I haven't been active on that lately. Um, but that was one of the platforms that I was endeavoring to use to, to reach more people. Um, Probably the most impactful book that really helped pivot my thinking just um, a couple months ago. One of the best books I've read in 10 years on personal development by Dr. Benjamin Hardy. Uh, it's actually list Dan Sullivan as the, the author, but Ben Hardy wrote it. A lot of great videos on YouTube. Um, it's called um, Who, Not How. It was really a paradigm shift for me because I was stuck, like most people were, with trying to figure out, well, how can I do this? I don't know hardly how to use Zoom. <laughs> I don't know how to do this. You know, how do I get my material out there? And I discovered you don't need to know how. You find the who, the right person who can do it for you. You know, some whether it's a friend, you hire some people, and you can make a hundred times more progress if you focus on finding the who the right person who can help and work with you and maybe do it for you rather than trying to do it all yourself and you never get it done or never even start because you're overwhelmed with how i can't learn all this stuff i don't have enough time so that that was like a huge breakthrough for me so i'm still in the process of looking for the right who's to help me to get to the next level to to impact 100 million people because people have such, a, like I said at the beginning, such a vague, shallow idea of what love is. And most people are not, everyone has, a, here's another good acronym, everyone has a DUI. You're driving under the influence of something through life. Most people are driving under the influence of fear and anxiety. Some people are driving under the influence of anger or bitterness. Uh, but we want to be driving under the influence of, of love, the four C's of love. We want to be driving under the influence of God and and wise friends and you know driving under the influence of sound wisdom you know and good habits you know um, so I think the world really needs to hear this message that that here's a simple fundamental universal cure or way out of of drowning in stress and anxiety and it's been there all along in plain view but. People just really see what, what it was because culture has redefined love to mean something totally different than, than what the Bible or what God says it means. 
you also spoke to me about stem cells as a way that people could really uh, get themselves better, healthier, and more together and live longer, healthy, right? So how about you speak about stem cells? Yeah, I'm so glad you mentioned that because that fits right into my, my four dimensions of love. If you really love somebody, love people, like a lot of people claim, then you got to make sure you check off all four of those. That you're caring, you're connecting, you're committed, and you're creating value. And when the 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 best ways to create the greatest value in the shortest time that I've discovered in my four decades as a nutritionist is you've got to reactivate the stem cells. It falls in the category of a. Uh, deficiency-based stress. If you don't get enough oxygen or enough water, you know, that's stressful. If you don't have enough stem cells that are active, that's stressful because that's the only way the body can repair or replace damaged tissue. On the average, uh, the body uses stem cells to repair, uh, do 25,000 repairs a day just in your DNA, let alone, say, in your heart, your brain, your kidneys, liver. So a stem cell is what we all were originally. We were single stem cells at conception. Then we became two stem cells and doubled and doubled. And then they, they started to commit to being, well, this stem cells could be part of the brain. They become brain cells and then become kidney cells or some become heart cells and so forth. So we all have plenty of stem cells. You don't have to go to a medical clinic and pay $10,000, $20,000 to have them do it to you, pull out your blood just on the plane, today and saying this to the lady and that's what she did they they took out actually too much blood caused some problems and she got good results but you know it's expensive but there's a much more natural and inexpensive way to react uh, to reactivate your own stem cells because most people in our age um, you're operating on 10 percent or less of the stem cells you need so it's impossible for the body to keep up with all the daily repairs at 10 percent it was like if your house was on fire, you called the fire department and they only send up one, one fireman. I mean, it's not enough to do the job. It's going to burn down. So you need 100% of your stem cells on job. Uh, and as we get older, they get stuck in the bone marrow like lockdown. And so there's a way with, within just a few minutes, taking just a few capsules, millions of stem cells are just immediately released out of the bone marrow. It's sort of like how Moses told Pharaoh, let my people go, because <laughs> they were stuck in slavery. You know? And so this is a simple, affordable way that anyone can afford that is one of the best ways I see to create value. If I'm going to love people, how do I love them? Well, I've got to be, create value. I can't just say, oh, I really care. I'm really well connected. I'm committed to what's best for you. Well, how do I create value? Well, among other things, one of the things that it has the most biggest impact is showing them a simple way for them to release their own stem cells. And most people see a difference within 24 hours. I mean, it's just amazing. So that's the short version. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Primarily, what to do is primarily through some type of supplements that people can take orally. Yes, the specialty type of supplement that most nutrients, they simply will sustain what you the cells you already have. But they don't replace damage to you. Like if your tires on your car are bald, you can't just keep trying to repair them. You've got to replace them. That's what stem cells do. So there's certain foods, not very many, that actually facilitate the body letting go of releasing the stem cells. And uh, there's a number of companies that claim to have products that do that. Most of them don't work that well. Um, uh, I discovered one that works extremely well, you know, that 20 years of success. They're the pioneers and and, uh, but yeah, so it's a natural, it's a food-based concentrate with a couple extracts from uh, different algaes or seaweed. And it's like extraordinary. I mean, I like good products, but I don't care so much about good products anymore. I'm looking for the extraordinary products that can make the biggest difference where I can create the most value. Because so it's not enough to, to care and connect and be committed. What can I do to create the most value for them in, the, in their health? You know, which you have to address the psychological stress as well, uh, but also you got to make sure you have enough oxygen and, and the right kind of food, not too much sugar and those things. And, and you got to get the stem cells back on the job because otherwise 
It's just inevitable. You're going to go into breakdown. You're going to get cancer, diabetes, heart disease, dementia, stroke, and all those things, even if you have them, can be reversed. If you have, you can grow a whole new kidney, one stem cell at a time. You know, if you, if, so that's why I'm excited about that as uh, a primary modality of creating value and helping people get their health back and just and maintain being health healthy. Here I'm, I'm 70 years old and, you know, I don't think I sound or look 70 because I practice what I preach, including now, you know, getting my, my, my stem cell therapy or supplements every day. So tell me, how does uh, the daily life of Ray Gebauer looks like with a focus that it's helping his, his stem cells? Well, it always comes back to, uh, go back to my acronym, the CPA, you know, I'm here to connect with people, uh, be a problem solver, and advise them. So you find out what their issues are. Sometimes you got to address the psychological stuff first. So I guess now, I'm going to interrupt you. So I asked that question in terms of the, like your, what the first, maybe first three, four things that you do when you wake up. And maybe the last two or three things that you do before bedtime. Good. And oh, okay. question because sometimes it's important. I think it's very helpful when we could share some good daily habits. Yeah, that's a great word, habits. Having the right answer is useless if it's not a habit or a routine, <laughs> like brushing your teeth. So, so I'm real big on teaching people it isn't enough to know the right thing to do. You have to make it a habit like brushing your teeth. So what I do uh, to answer your question is uh, I have my daily routine. Um, you know, it probably takes like a whole hour, <laughs> all the things that I do, but I have, um, you know, I, I use biofeedback on myself, you know, manually without any machine. Uh, and I use that in conjunction with about 40 some different acupuncture points. Um, I, I worked the uh, neurolymphatic reflex points, um, you know, the meridians. Uh, I do have a couple of frequency devices I, I use as, as well that I like a lot. I, I do stretching. Um, you know, I hang from my bar, you know, the, in the doorway to stretch my spine. Um, I, I do a lot of walking. I do humming and you know, holding my breath, uh, taking a cold shower. Um, all of those things contribute to, you know, like, like a tune-up. So I do my morning tune-up. Um, I'm not a fan of going to the gym. Um, I think the limit is, the usefulness of that is li really limited. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's, you have to address, you know, the whole body, your mind, your spirit, your emotions, the body. You got to spend enough time on your muscles. I, I like the acupuncture system. I use that a lot. Uh, I have a laser. I use that. Um, so, um, yeah, so that's, so I do. <laughs> you have very good habits and very nice uh, tools with you. I just like you, I'm not a fan of uh, going to the gym either. So I have to make sure that I take care of myself at home. Uh, so that's wonderful to hear because as you said, for 70 years old, I have taken care of uh, people your, your age, men and women, older than you, your age or younger, and they have dementia already. So I was wondering if you have any advice for people who are taking care of their dementia. Yeah, there's a lot of things you can do. Um, I think one of the primary factors of dementia is just not getting enough oxygen. And you might be breathing enough oxygen, but getting oxygen in your lungs isn't, it's like getting on first base. You don't score by getting on first base. It has to get through the 100,000 miles in the capillaries and get delivered to everything, including the brain. So there's certain devices you can use to facilitate that. Uh, but uh, some of those things are like, you know, $4,000, $5,000 too. Uh, the simplest way to get the fastest progress, I feel, with uh, cognitive functionality, dementia, 
uh, recovering from stroke. Uh, it's going back to creating value through the stem cells. Because if you have dementia, um, there's, there's some brain damage going on. And so that's the, the natural repair mechanism of the body. You know, there's other factors too, your, your attitudes and how much stress you have and your diet. You should be on zero sugar. Uh, make sure you get enough good oil like coconut oil, the omega-3s, um, um, and plenty of walking. But the fastest way I've seen to turn to reverse dementia and even Alzheimer's is you've got to pay attention to the oxygen level in the brain and the stem cells can be a, a huge part of that. Uh, in fact, uh, one particular companion product called Plasma Flow uh, is, actually helps dissolve the plaque and the excess fibrin in the blood vessels that can form blood clots. So it sort of clears the roadway so the blood can get through more easily and deliver the oxygen and the stem cells and, uh, and the nutrients. And so if, if you take things too casually, become a casualty, including your brain. And so uh it, even people in their 40s are now are getting dementia and it always and the on the bigger picture it always comes up back to stress overload but some of that stress overload is not getting enough the right nutrition maybe not enough exercise you know, negativity anxiety um and it's inevitable as we get older our stem a, a level of active stem cells just keep going down, down. By the time you're 60 or 65, you're down to 10%. And so it makes sense for multiple reasons for every organ of your body, not just your brain, to, to create value for yourself and for the people you care about by uh, putting your stem cells back on the job, back to work, you know, so they can fix things, including your brain. Or it could be something more scary, like you got, you got cancer or you got Parkinson's or MS. All those things can be reversed most of the time. Um, 3,000 years ago, King Solomon wrote in Proverbs, I think it's 18.9, he said, he who does not endeavor to heal himself is like someone committing suicide. So unfortunately, because of our programming conditioning, most people are like on a suicide mission, <laughs> killing themselves slowly, you know, and, and too much sugar, too much sitting are major factors in that, you know, our thinking and our, our nutrition, um, and, you know, the stem cells play a huge role in that. So does that answer your question? <laughs> yes. Yes, it did. And, uh, and thank you so much. Um, basically, it's good for the audience who are taking care of their loved ones who may have dementia and for themselves as well, that they're really uh, very good, healthy lifestyle, daily habits could either um, make sure that your risk for any chronic condition, whether it's cognitive or otherwise, then, you know, less the, the risk. And also it's great for um, restoring it. And yeah, I guess with diligence, with commitment, things can change. I tell my clients before, um, when I used to go to the center where I care for their loved ones, is that things can, will, doesn't have to get worse fast if they have some type of supplements, some type of chains in their daily food, some type of uh, this activity for elder people and for young ones, because especially now that um, most of the people work at home and the kids do a lot of the computer games and education and work. So I think the risk of Poor oxygenation is always there, much more. So thanks for sharing that. Now, you know, on a broad scale, I would say the best place to start, and this is sort of an interesting uh, correlative to you know what I believe the Bible teaches. Um, you know, you know, you hear about the gospel, um, which I think people have wrong for the most part, because the first word in the gospel is repent. Repent because the kingdom of God is coming. So it's like a warning. Well, the word repent doesn't mean feel sorry. What it literally means in the Greek means to change your mind. And so if you want things to get better, you've got to get better, but that's not going to happen because you think about it or want it. 
you have to change your thinking, your beliefs. So repentance is the same as like as renewing your mind. You got to deprogram and reprogram. You got to create those healthy habits. So the first step is to use more of a biblical word is you got to repent. Repent of your bad habits and realize you got to, you're stuck with habits. You're stuck with what you're doing. You don't really have a choice right now because that's your programming. But once you realize you're, you're just being consistent with your programming, then you can address the current program, start deprogramming it, maybe with some help from someone else, start changing your, your programming, reprogram, renewing your mind. That's what repentance means, changing your thinking and upgrade to healthier habits. We all have habits already. Like we all brush our teeth. Well, you can have other healthy habits too. And if you don't, you paid the price. You know, you know the, the high cost of being too casual is you become a casualty. So it doesn't change because you think it's a good idea. You've got to repent. You got to change your thinking consistently until it becomes as natural a habit as brushing your teeth or taking a shower or anything else. It starts in our mind. It has to go in our heart and live from those four dimensions of love. I think that helps a lot of the caring, connecting, committing, and creating value. Wonderful. Thank you for saying all those good advice. Now, um, we're, we're coming close to our end of our uh, podcast. I was wondering if you have any upcoming events or any kind and just any additional thoughts more that you would want to share with our audience yeah thanks well i don't have any scheduled events right now i do a lot of one-on-one -on -one, uh consulting on the phone uh currently i'm not charging for that so i'm happy to, to give people some free advice you know, or guidance and answer questions um i do have a blog where um yeah i don't submit stuff real consistently i have some really good things on there if someone is interested in learning more about uh stem cells how they can do it themselves at home i have a good post on that and it also has my phone number on there if, if you want to ask me specific question well how about this would it help this or that or whatever um, um so so that's that's probably the best i can do for right now if you want me to give that yeah, the please, please. other than you giving it now i will also include it on the description but go ahead and make that announcement of where people can find your blog okay well it's actually two now that i think of that one is Real easy to remember is time to get younger.com. The time to get younger.com, all spelled out. Um, and the other one is, is a little more specific and, and detailed on the stem cell, uh, you know, some specifics based on the book Cracking the Stem Cell Code. And so I have a short link for that is uh, j.mp slash, and then all in caps, three words. Cracking, then a hyphen, uh, cracking the hyphen code. So cracking the code yeah, is in reference to the book, Cracking the Stem Cell Code. <laughs> but so so that would, I'd recommend that a number of short videos, a two minute, seven minute video there. Uh, I just, last night added a five minute video that I made myself personally of me talking. So that's a really good educational uh, place to go to get more clarity and bigger picture to see how you could create more value in your own life. So just one more time, that's j.mp slash cracking the code, all in caps with a hyphen between cracking the code. No.com is the short link. <laughs> so. and, and please also either send it, that information to me through the email because I don't, I don't think I have that. Okay, I have your other blog. So just send it to me or text it to me so that I could copy and paste it. So when I publish this in different platforms, it will be included. Okay, All right. And um, I, I, loved, I like to end this by sharing you the quantum affirmation. And I'm going to read this quantum affirmation. It's one of my cards. So I shuffle it and I read it three times in the morning and in the afternoon and in the evening. And I want you to 
to our viewers, just kind of listen and I will post also an image so you can print it. And if you want to use it, please use it and feel every word. So I will, it says, do everything with love. Learning how to love fully and deeply is the reason I am here on earth. I let my every thought and action be anchored in love. I have unlimited depths of love to give to those around me. Learning how to love fully and deeply is the reason I am here on earth. I let my every thought and action be anchored in love. I have unlimited depths of love to give to those around me. Learning how to love fully and deeply is the reason I am here on earth. I let my every thought and action be anchored in love. I have unlimited depths of love to give to those around me. And so this is helpful for me whenever whatever card of affirmation I get, it's helpful to like kind of center me for the day. So thank you so much, Ray. And thank you for our audience and everyone. Please reach out either to me or to Ray if you have questions about this podcast or if you have questions about the topic or just just you just want to say hi feel free all right thank you Roll yeah thank you so much hey i was curious did you just pull that card out by random or did you select that one <laughs> no i i have a stack of card and before i came down i leave it in the bathroom so that i could shuffle it and with intention i say to myself what can I share with you? Know, so I said your name. What can I share? And sometimes, oh, most of the, it's not sometimes, it always, it just fits perfectly to the topic. That's yeah. all that. In fact, sometimes I kind of may doubt myself, like, oh, is it really the one? But then when I pick it up and I just trust what my energy has done by pulling the card and the conversation really was uh, partly about that the theme so yeah that's so this is for us and i'll send you a copy ray all right okay thanks well thank you so much i really feel honored to be uh on your show and uh, uh hopefully give some people some gold nuggets some insights that so that the rest of your life can be the best of your life uh, and it can keep getting better. We have our challenges, but I think this is a powerful tool, you know, having clarity about the four dimensions of mature love. And so I entreat you, you know, try it on for 30 days, you know, be conscious, write about it in your journal every day, a ask God or others to help you, you know, be accountable. How are you doing with the four C's of love, you know, and just, bloom and blossom more into the person God designed you to be by harnessing the dynamics of love. So thank you. <laughs> thank you. And I say in my language, Mabalos and God bless to everyone. <laughs>